Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am one half of your co-hosting team, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of the racing capital of the world, Indianapolis, Indiana, and my partner. Coming to you from rural Virginia, I'm J.P. Miller. Guys and girls, today is episode 122, I think. We kind of got caught in the <laughs> i think it is 122 episode, yeah um <laughs> last week so uh yeah episode I, 122 i'm pretty sure i think that's right uh just for the record jp's in charge of counting episodes not me so if you're mad uh, <laughs> send all correspondence to uh my co-host please uh yeah i think it's episode 122 jp this is our big go uh big go preview report so to speak, um, on the you know top dragster and top sportsman version, it's Saturday as we record this. So this is of kind of interesting stuff. We wanted to wait until um, until we had the qualifying session set, so we had the uh, qualifying ladders done and everything. And so here we are recording on Saturday morning. Obviously, the race will go. Uh, start today, finish up Monday evening uh, at the Big Go, and um, as we're as we're recording this, we're watching uh, on the live timing. You know how how the uh, first round of Top Dragster is going down. So uh, there may be some reports there, but we're gonna start we're gonna start with um, the fact that uh, hey, we have. <laughs> Some unbelievable fields here, JP, in top sports, both top sportsmen, top dragster. We had great fields. I think certainly some of this had to do with the weather. We've had beautiful weather all week. We've had um, clean qualifying sessions, and we got three this year, which is a big move from the past where they've um, given us two for, for different reasons, right? Maybe it rained or maybe there was... Um, an accident or oil down, down or something like that. But when we get three qualifying sessions, good things happen. And that is exactly what happened here this week leading up to this weekend. Um, JP, you know what happens when we get uh, three qualifying sessions, don't you? Oh, yeah. You get guys out there where you go for it. And it looks like we had some heavy hitters in uh, top sportsman and top dragster. Yeah, let's let's start with top dragster because I I think we can we can absolutely say there's some first there's there's never ever happened here um, in top dragster and top sportsman and the first is that a father and son duo 
tied for the number one qualifying position. So Ross and Holden Larice both go 6-10 with a 2 to tie ET for the top ET qualifying spot, which is absolutely unbelievable that that two people would do it, and certainly two people from the same household would do it. Um, it turns out uh, Ross Larice gets the number one qualifying position by virtue of the top mile per hour. He goes 226.7 miles per hour. And Holden, uh, you know, looks like um, he was on an absolute burner, uh, gets out of it, goes a just a cruising 610 with a 7 uh, mile per hour. Man, uh, so down, down what, 16 miles an hour from dad. So yeah. Ross, Ross gets the number one qualifying spot. So, I mean, have you ever uh, conceived of that before, that a father-son duo would both go number one? No, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks like Holden was on the brakes and only went 210. So, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, tapping the brakes <laughs> yeah. there. Good to go yeah, 210. That's, that's pretty cool for the Larice camp to go basically both of them go number one. So um, that ought to be. That ought to be pretty awesome. Absolutely. And there's, you know, there's a couple other groups out there. So here's the other thing that happened. Uh, Rusty and J.R. Baxter both go 6-12 with a 2. Again, uh, the, the old man getting the better of that on the mile per hour. So Rusty and J.R. Uh, finish 8th and ninth in that. Um, and so, again, we have another father-son duo, like, in the top nine. Um, and going dead on the same ETs. It's crazy. I mean, I you couldn't draw this thing up. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Um, it just goes to show they they let it all hang out when it comes to Indy. There's no doubt, man. There's no doubt. And that you know, um, Al Pivler was in there. Blake uh, could not make it. I, th- I think he has to work. I think that guy has to work. Um, but, uh, Blake and Al could have done a similar thing. Um, and then we've got, uh, you know, there's an, another, another thing. Uh, the Swansons probably could have done that, although that would have been husband and wife deal. So, you know, we've got some interesting, uh, family ties going on here in top dragster. And that has nothing to do with what the actual bump spot was. I mean, that is just getting started. So, JP, think about that. Think about the father-son getting it done uh, on the Larice camp, 6'10s with a 2. Then you got the Baxter camp doing it 6'12 with 2s. And then... We're gonna, you know, go to the bump spot, which was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, what a great show! What a great show with the bump here. Yeah, great bump. Six fifty with a zero at two oh five. So you have the whole field, whole thirty two car field over two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. So Chad Taylor um, goes six fifty with a zero, two hundred five miles an hour, and gets spot number thirty two. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. would have easily been in the top 10 just a couple years ago. And Chad Taylor, um, you know, what a very respectable run, no doubt about that, but is is the bump spot. And think about this, even crazier yet. So let's talk about Mark Jones. He goes 619 with a three at 224 miles an hour. JP, where do you think uh, a 619 at 224 qualifies you in this U.S. Nationals field? 
It looks like it qualifies you at number 27. <laughs> I mean, can you even imagine yeah. being within the tenth of the bottom index uh, and getting you twenty seventh spot? Yeah, it's um, they are just absolutely screaming out there from, I'm mean, well from twentieth on. I'm well all of them from thirty two to to one. But you know, then you start looking at the, you start looking at from twenty eight on, and they're all in the teens. Yeah, if you if you really want to say it, like uh, JB Strasway goes. 28th at uh, 620 with a nine. So you can talk legitimately 28 dragsters going within the 10th of the field. Um, and then, and then you've got four Tyler Yeager, uh, Vaughn Caulfield, Ryan Burba runs a 648 and then Chad Taylor, uh, you know, no, uh, not very far behind and all at 200 plus miles an hour. So, I mean, quite a show. It's kind of the one we've been looking for for a while. We thought we've had it option. And truthfully, only 34 cars showed up. So, I mean, that's a stout program. It's everybody in Top Dragster showing that, hey, what it takes to do this at a high level at this point. And to only take 34 cars to get a 650 bump is almost ridiculous. Yes, that's, uh, like you said, a lot of lot of heavy hitters out there this weekend. Um there's probably nobody in that top 32 that is not capable of winning. There's no doubt. So just a quick update on um, top dragster as we're, you know, coming through here. So um, the, the first round, right? So uh, Jim Thorpe gets through Jim Thorpe uh, over Chris, Christopher uh, Menapace, he's a local um, guy from Brownsburg. Rusty Baxter gets over Joe Swanson. Uh, so one of the Baxters gets through Ed Dudley over J.B. Strasweg in the first round. Al Peevler over Darian Bosch. That, uh, I mean, it, neither one of those guys would be considered an upset. But that said, um, what, you know, two guys that have done it very, very well here recently. And so Al Peevler gets over Darian Bosch. Um, Dennis Brown over Lost, Ross Larice. So the number one qualifier goes down in the first round. Another unique twist on top dragster that just, you know, you just don't see very often. Um, now, this is kind of interesting. Uh, both the number one qualifier and uh, what would be the number 17 qualifier in this situation, Dennis Brown, both dialed 614. So, I mean, that was a heads-up race first round. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of this. I mean, we're seeing, you know, the the next the next pair was Matt Sackman over Tony, Tony Elrod, 615 to 614. Um, Chad Taylor, who is the bump, he wins over Danny Nelson. Uh, Danny Nelson, multi-time uh, world champ. I mean, just, you know, what can you say about Danny Nelson? Um, so, big win for uh, Chad Taylor there. Yeah, he put up a nice lap, too. Looks like he went dead, too. I mean, yeah, 15 dead, too. So, um, Danny need to be perfect on the other side. Gets fourth out behind. What are you going to do? Um, Dane Ward, uh, really racing well here late over Steve Will. Uh, Thomas Bayer over Jim Prevo. And then J.R. Baxter over Mike Burns. Uh, so, that means... Both Baxters get through, so the father-son duel of the Baxters get through. Um, you know, Rusty Baxter has won the U.S. Nationals before. 
um, knows what it takes, understands it's a long week, but, um, you know, maybe passed on a little something to JR. So we'll keep you um, updated on that as we go through this podcast, but but that's where we're at right now. Al Kenny holding Larice in the water box right now. Um, but I thought that was pretty interesting um, that, I mean, this has been an unbelievably uh, tight group and, you know, we've, we've threatened this for a while for the last several years and just certain things have happened, either lack of a third qualifying session and or someone who normally would show up just can't make the trip for whatever reasons. And then we've had, you know, uh, certainly no offense to anybody out there, but people that aren't running the 16s like we know there are out there in top dragsters. So um, that filled it up. And man, I think we're knocking on the door pretty soon, JP, um, of an all 620 field. I mean, that bump could have been 620 easily. <laughs> think about yeah. that. I mean, that. That's craziness. I mean, yeah, it just needed about, a few more guys to show up out there, and it would have been it would have been on. Well, thirty four so. showed up if you know, and they allow forty uh, to enter. So, I mean, if if we ever get that, uh, you know, forty, then I mean, look out, look look out. So, Holden Larice gets through uh, over Al Kenny, and um, so he he moves on. Uh, next up, Michael, Kyle, and Jeff Corrin. So, you know, uh, again, a pair of cars dialed 613 and 618. So for the people out there right now um, at the U.S. Nationals in Indy, it's a it's a really nice morning. Probably not many people are out there right now. They're probably going to fill in later in the day. But for those people right now, they're really getting a the show. They're like, holy cats, there's a bunch of 200-mile-an-hour cars. They're going down the track. They're... Uh, well put together, they're loud, they're fast. It's a good show. And Jeff Corrin uh, gets through. He uh, looks like um, Michael Kyle had a little bit of an issue, maybe down track. So uh, Tyler Yeager and Robert May up next. But JP, that I don't know what else we can say about Top Dragster this uh, this week other than congrats to all those people who showed up and laid it down i mean they, they yeah. did a fantastic job fantastic job hats off to everybody who came out for top drags and indy um and i I, sh- I should say this i mean sometimes I, th- I think this year actually just from my schedule i i glossed over a little bit personally how how important uh the u.s nationals is to everybody you know, like I, I'm, I live here. I live right around the corner. Um, you know, I, it's something I've been coming to since I was six years old. Like it, it just, it, it's part of, uh, you know, it's part of my Labor Day routine. Like it just is. That said, um, you know, I'm talking to people yesterday, and and you can still feel this thing that is, I mean, really important to drag racers to win the U.S. Nationals. Right. I mean, there's some it, it's really important. There's, um, you know, it, it's important to people for different reasons. Obviously, I think uh, somebody's going to have to double check me on this uh, as Tyler Yeager gets through over Robert May. His uh, little better reaction time and uh, locked out Robert May on the finish line. But uh, uh, Tyler Yeager goes on to round two. But 
somebody um, should double check me on this, but I believe that if Erica Enders wins pro stock here this weekend, she becomes the all-time winningest female driver in motorsports history. So obviously that's important to her. Uh, had a chance to talk with her really quickly last night and she feels good, very confident. So uh, good for her. And, uh, but, you know, but there's all these drivers really know how important Indy is. I mean, it, it is not just another uh, stop on the traveling circus. So uh, very important and man, it is hype and it's good weather. And I, I think I glossed over it. As much as is important to me, JP, I think I glossed over about how important it is. Does that make any sense at all? And JP, I think, just lost his microphone. So, uh, guys, you're going to have to hold on with me just for one second as we fix this thing. Because, um, yeah, we, we love JP, so we'd like to have him around. You back, big boy? Um, There you go. Am I here? Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. But, uh, JP, is it possible that as important as it is, I glossed over it a little bit? I mean, is that is that possible? Um, well, Indy is the one everybody wants to win. Um, and you see it in interview after interview. They can win other big races, but they're like, hey, Indy is the one you want to have on your, on your trophy shelf for sure. And so – I would say the importance of this race to everybody who competes in NHRA, it's probably the top priority. Um, even I've even heard drivers say that won championships. They say, yeah, but I, I still want to win Indy. Like, <laughs> right. If you could, if you could win one over the other one, you would take Indy over the championship. Listen, uh, the, the wins I have at Indy, um, even though they were small races, like, I feel very privileged to think that I, you know, took a trophy, have pictures in the winner's circle at Indy. Like, it, it, you know, I don't know how to explain it other than I feel very lucky. And uh, Ryan Burba over Taylor Vetta. Vetter, I should say. I don't know why I said Vetta. That's not her name. Uh, Taylor Vetter and um, Ryan Burba moves on, and as does Jeff Strickland over Mark Jones. Mark with a 005. Uh, reaction time, but slows to a 6.30, and Jeff Strickland uh, takes the win, moves on to round two. So, um, in either event, uh, I feel like somehow, as important as it is, I didn't quite hype it um, as much as it, it needs to be, and I, I don't even know how to how to react in my own mind about that. But, um, but the uh, top dragster folks did not disappoint, and um, they're they're just putting on a show, and I I, I feel very proud for that class. So uh, the other things going on, um, let's let's talk a little bit about top uh, sportsmen here, JP, as well as we as we um, continue to watch uh, the uh, continue to watch uh, top dragster uh, round one. But man, our guy. Glenn Butcher, man, put. I think at some point we're just gonna have to put Glenn in top dragster, even though he's he's a door car for life guy, like in uh, Nitrous Cars Matter and the whole deal. Glenn Butcher from Doylestown, Ohio, in his beautiful '69 Camaro, goes six ten with a seven at two hundred and thirty point four five miles per hour for the top spot, and I. I mean, JP, uh, six ten with a seven, and 
Give up. I mean, give that takes nothing away from Cameron Wright, who goes 6'10 with a 9 at 233 miles an hour for this spot number two. I mean, so it shows you that Glenn is dialing that thing, toning it down a little bit, only going 230 at the strike. Yeah, right. Just, <laughs> just out there going slow. <laughs> right, right. Just a Sunday cruise. He goes, I gotta, I gotta tune this thing back for Sunday because um, we're only gonna go six ten with this thing. I mean, it's absolutely you look on at fire. The, yeah, it, it, Glenn is always right up there around that number one. Um, I mean, honestly, if you look at the top five, all of them are over two hundred and thirty miles an hour. It's it's um, ridiculous, right? Yeah. Uh, Vaughn Caulfield over Patrick Forrester on the top dragster side as we get back to the top sportsman qualifying here. Um, yeah, so the top five all going 230-plus miles an hour. Um, you know, what, what are we talking? We're talking about 250 miles an hour in Pro Mod. So not much off that. I mean, when, when you're talking about Eric Burnett going 234.17, He's he's less than fifteen miles an hour down from Pro Mod, and these guys I, are driving the stripe. It's I insane. think a couple of these guys, if you told them, if you took that six ten handcuff off of them, <laughs> they might, right? I'm not gonna say that I'll run a Pro Mod, but they might be knocking on the door of of a couple of them. I think Glenn Butcher would probably make some of those Pro Mod dudes nervous. Like he would make them really nervous if. If they said, "All right, let's let's get after it," so, um, but the the whole field was strong. So let's let's talk about the bump spot was Michael Scott, um, the right trailer crew from Lakeland, Florida. His sixty three Corvette goes seven oh seven at one hundred ninety one miles an hour. So nothing to sneeze at there, but that's the bump spot, folks. Yeah. That is the bump stop. Seven oh seven is the bump. Charlie Wittenberg uh, goes seven oh three. For the 31st spot, what is that? Uh, the, what's the next to the bump spot? Is there a special word for that, JP? Um, is there a special uh, word like penultimate uh, or something like that? Or whatever. <laughs> uh, there's, I think there's some word. we got to make it up if there's not one. But, but think about that. So those two guys, Charlie and Michael Scott, were in the sevens. Uh, nothing to sneeze about. Everybody else over 200 miles an hour. So yeah. uh, Bob Mandel Jr., he goes 680 at 201, and he's the 30th spot. So, I mean, it would have been very easily. And I think we're looking at um, – so let's just take a peek at the people who did not qualify. Mark McDonald, um, we we know how strong that guy is. We know how strong he is. He just won uh, one and then was runner-up at Midwest uh, Drag Racing Series not too long ago. Uh, the man wins everywhere he goes. He – um, goes a 707 with a three, didn't make it. So something wasn't quite right with his machine this weekend. Uh, Mark will no doubt get that fixed. Um, the other one that I'm looking right at here, there's uh, five that did not qualify, but Vonnie Mills. Vonnie Mills did not qualify. We know she's capable of running, uh, probably, what do we think, probably in the 640s with that new new ride she's got, JP? I mean, she's uh, they yeah, don't run a lot of quarter mile, easily. but... Yeah, they don't run a yeah. lot of quarter mile, but if she's running quarter mile in 640s is probably where she's at. So this bump could have been 680 incredibly easily. Like just, uh, you know, it's probably, like we say, it's probably a $10 part somewhere that cost a 680 bump. And that means not a lot to 
the rest of them, but uh, for us, that uh, that does mean a lot. So um, Vaughn, just for the record, Vaughn Caulfield over Patrick Forrester, um, and that's going to finalize the top dragster round one. Um, so Vaughn moves on, had a uh, Patrick Forrester goes way red, um, so probably something malfunctioned there. So they're going to run comp eliminator, then they're going to come back and run top sportsman. Uh, so from that standpoint, guys and girls, we've got an absolutely killer show. Uh, I mean, you're you're talking about somebody like Kurt Frederick, who's been here a hundred times, uh, done it right in the middle of the pack, qualifying number twenty-two at six sixty-four. Um, Vince Forcade, who was on the on the show not too long ago when we were at PDRA. He, uh, he comes in from, from Maryland, qualifies 24th, 6.67. They're just, I mean, they're, Kyle Camp has been here a lot. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't think he would consider this his home track, but he's raced here enough to, to know every inch of this track uh, him and his dad have. And so, you know, he's, he's capable of going to the final here. I mean, this is not something I, and he's sitting in the uh, 26th spot. So we're talking about a lot of people that there are no easy outs here. Um, you know, no, no easy outs at all. It's a very quick field. I think if anybody would said, Hey, the field um, was a 680, you'd think, Oh, wow. That's imp incredibly impressive for top sportsmen. And it's essentially is, I mean, everybody, there's only two guys that aren't running 200 miles an hour. So, Pretty impressive, uh, just top to bottom, top sportsman, top dragster, impressive. I, I, I was going to say fun because it's exciting that the bumps are filled, but it ain't fun. Like, it's impressive. Is that, That's what it is. Yeah, absolutely impressive. And uh, like I say, no easy wins. Um, when you just start going down through and you start noticing some of the names that are out there, there's there, they've just been around for a long time and won a lot. So it, it'll be – It'll definitely be entertaining to see who comes out on top of this deal. Do you have a pick? Do you have a pick in top sportsman, JP, before we get you uh, know, the first round? Let's see. Well, if I got a pick, I got to go with the home state. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Jeff Brooks out of Fredericksburg, Virginia. And no Henry J. Come on, man! Like that's Just that's really, you're you're an incredible homer. Let's put it on I, the record. You are an incredible homer. You like you just looked through the the qualifying list to find Virginia. You stopped and we're like, okay, uh, Jeff Brooks. Yeah, that's it. You don't care about Henry J. You don't care about Jeff's history. All you care about is Virginia. Jeff it's, has been doing this for a long ridiculous. time. It just happens to be, he just happens to be from Virginia, but he's been racing at a high level for a long time. He's won a lot, so he's definitely capable of winning. I mean, everybody in this deal is capable of winning. You got Darian Bosch, uh, Jerry Albert. Yeah. I mean, what do you <laughs> listen? Uh, no argument there. Uh, Jeff has been doing it uh, at a very high level for a long time. Um, if I was really smart or, um, you know, we would have the episode that, that Jeff was on, like Jeff was on the show. Um, you know, you had to look back and find, but he, he was a great interview and he has, he's been doing it really well. And that Henry J is super cool. So we give him a lot of credit, but I, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't, 
I just don't think you can pick him just because he's from Virginia. I'm, pick, I'm <laughs> picking him because he's got potential to win. It's not just because he's from Virginia. But if if I got to pick and he and it's somebody like Jeff Brooks and he happens to be from the home state, it's purely coincidental. Um, oh, coincidental, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Shit, Mike Badia, um, Bob Mandel. There's a lot of hitters in this deal, man. Yeah. Um, all right. If you're gonna take if, if you're gonna take Jeff Brooks and I, you know, I, I can't argue with that. I'm gonna go with with a guy Mike Moorhead. Like I I don't know Mike personally very well, but um, he's sitting at the 16th spot. Um, we know he has really good equipment, and he's kind of I feel like he's been building for this for a little bit. So it would not shock me if Mike went for a run here. So right. um, I'm I'm gonna pick you know, Mike. And just, just for some weird gut feel I have. That might not be the bad place to be either, kind of in the middle of the pack where you kind of, you know, you can chase a little bit depending on who you get or you get in chase. So right, might be, you know, might not be the, the, the bad spot to be in. Well, I feel like and just, just walking by, I've met Mike one time, right? Just walking by the pit, seeing the equipment he has. He's probably a guy who could run faster if that's what he wanted to do but he's chosen to run that et right i mean it is uh and right or wrong that's right in the pro stock range so i don't know what you know that means for him long term but um i also think you know to myself i go well he's chosen to run that and that that car is very consistent and it likes that et so i feel like you know and the d5 guys know um, you know, he is absolutely no slouch and he's, you know, he's won out there quite a bit. So, um, you know, the, yeah, so I, that's my pick, but who, who knows? We'll, we'll find out here soon enough this weekend. Um, all right. So one of the things that we do have to talk about for the, the big go here, the, the new thing for this year, JP is factory X. And so this is, it, yeah, obviously, it's it's the out of the groove section of this of this episode, this U.S. Nationals yeah. Big Go episode. But um, they did debut Factory X here um, at at Indy this week. There were only four of them. There were only four cars. Um, Jeff uh, Turks he wrecked his car early in the year. That was kind of be the uh, in testing, so that was no good. But there were four guys that showed up: Alan Johnson, uh, longtime pro stock competitor; Chris Holbrook, longtime uh, factory shootout guy, and you know, uh, engine builder up there has been doing it forever. Uh, James Cowan out of Surprise, Arizona, and then Greg Stanfield. Uh, we know Greg and all his um, standouts in. Pro stock and and super stock uh, world champions, so those four shook it down. Alan Johnson goes eight oh two at one hundred sixty nine miles an hour for the top spot. Chris Holbrook goes six or eight twenty three at one hundred thirty. So uh, clearly clicked it off early or had some issue. James Cowan goes eight fifty two at one hundred forty two, and then Greg Stanfield had to click it off way early. He goes a fourteen fifty. So. Um, you know what it looks like is when these shake the you know these cars get shook out it's going to be a high sevens class so probably you know 780 seven low 790 class um 
So that's that's quite a bit different than what I expected. Maybe is that what you expected? Like a high seven class for this I, thing? I figured it would be mid to high seven second class. Uh, of course, you know that all can change. You got Allen Johnson them out there, and you know they they make good power. Uh, Greg Stanfield, all those guys are, you know, all those guys are are definitely capable. Um, I am assuming that they are going to be people building more cars for this class. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be a mid, mid to high seven second, mid to high seven second class is what I think. Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty interesting because as cool as this class is, and as cool as meaning that, hey, we've got factory super stock or uh, factory, um, what do they call it? Shootout type engines in this thing, right? They're they're LS motors with blowers and and uh, you know pro chargers and stuff like that on it. It's the same cars that are the factory shootout cars, but then the the chassis are lighter, but they look like the cars. They really look like Camaros, Mustangs, Challengers, right? Yeah, um, really cool that way. And I think the thought was early on that maybe this was going to replace Pro Stock somehow, but uh, I don't I don't think that's remotely the case at this point i mean i don't think anybody's going to volunteer to slow down over a second are they i mean in this class i don't i don't think anybody's going to volunteer yeah. erica ender's not going to volunteer to uh slower car down over a second is she no then they're not going to scrap what they've worked on to get to this point there will be a ton of yeah yeah <laughs> a ton of investment out of window so i don't i don't see that happening um yeah, I don't see that happening unless it's just some crazy mandate from NHRA, which I don't think they would do that. But yeah, it would be it would definitely be cool to see more cars just to I'm, see what they come up with. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Uh, obviously, you know, they restricted the class, you know, invites for this because they wanted it to be a good show for the fans. So, you know, they got four of these cars and these guys um, will ha- have another session here at some point to to kind of improve what they started with. And, you know, I know some of these guys were really hustling to get these cars done. So, uh, but we'll just, we'll just have to keep an eye on it. I mean, I think it's cool. Uh, I'm interested and, um, you know, it'll just be interesting to see how this evolves because it's it's kind of a cool concept. Um, I just, and I appreciate guys like Alan Johnson, Chris Holbrook, Greg Stanfield. I mean, those guys are pros, absolute pros. So if they can make it work, it will happen. But, um, interesting that, 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 you know, that's kind of the big deal. That's kind of the big deal here in Indy this weekend is, is checking out these factory X cars. Oh yeah. The other big deal. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you this, I, I've said this on the show before and I, I want to repeat it because if you live within 200 miles of Indianapolis or you can get to Indy or I don't know how many other places on the, the circuit, this happens. But last night, under the lights, watching Top Fuel and Funny Car go down the track at night when it's dark is the best show going. I mean, turns out I had uh, two people with me last night that had not been to a dragster before. And what they saw as those fuel cars went down the track in the middle of the night with flames shooting 25 feet out of the headers on either side 
is a sight to see. And it's it's like going to Indy 500 one time in your life. You got to do it to see the spectacle. And it's the same thing on Friday night. And I think potentially they're trying to get that done a little bit tonight too with the too fast, too tasty challenge. They're trying to push that back. So those are, you know, under the lights as well. But it's it's unbelievable. Like you, if you've not seen it, folks, you have to come see it. And I don't care if it's in India or if it's some other spot. But seeing fuel cars go down the track at night is is just it's a different vibe. And I cannot explain it to you. You have to see it for yourself. That's the that's the hook. And we keep repeatedly saying that in order for this sport to do what it needs to do, we need to get more fans involved. And the only way you're going to get people involved that are not necessarily drag racing fans is to take them out to a race and let them experience it, let them experience the sounds, the sights, the smells, and all of that. And it's probably no better way to do that than a field car on a night qualifying pass, like you said, with the flames and uh, pounding in your chest and all of that. And that that's that's definitely the hook. So um just for the rest of the season, take somebody new to the drag strip that's never been. Even if it's just your local track or, you know, if it's a pro mod show or even an alcohol funny car. It's whatever it is, just get somebody out there and get them to the track. And then if you see a car with bullhorns, make sure you point it out and make sure you get up there and check it out when those dudes go down the track. Because bullhorns, as we know, are the next best thing to nitro funny car uh and nitro dragsters going at night nothing like a big inch nitrous motor with foot and a half two foot of flame hanging out of each side going down the track right nothing. i mean come on i mean come on right there so uh you know that's that's the deal that is it's it's really um you know uh, it's imperative that we grow the sport and, that, and that's how it's done so um that guys and girls is the is the end of a uh, top dragster uh, round one, and then the last thing I need to let everybody know is that on Monday, check your Facebook. I'll be doing live interviews in the winner circle uh, on Facebook Live on the Fast Brackets podcast page with the winners um, on Monday afternoon slash evening whenever that happens. And, um, you know, that, that is great fun because you get to see people that have spent literally the last almost three weeks. Cause usually all these guys go to Bowling Green the week before, and then they, you know, they're, they're a week there, then they're a week here. And it, you know, they spent several days traveling before Bowling Green there, you know, it's not quite a three week trip, but it can be for some. And when they win it, there's some real emotion there and it's been really cool in the past uh you know seeing vince hoda rusty baxter in the finish line you know the winner circle it's 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 great fun so do not forget to check the facebook uh page of the fast brackets podcast on monday for all those winners it's it's big big stuff i will definitely be watching for that or if i can pick up this 5k win at this local deal tomorrow i might be on the red eye so keep your phone, <laughs> <laughs> keep your phone, keep your phone there. <laughs> that's exactly right that, that is exactly right uh yeah that that's that's good so guys girls uh thanks for uh tuning in um you know 
best of luck to all the competitors this uh, this weekend for the rest of the weekend. Top dragster who is still in, uh, top sportsman in the lanes right now, and um, you know, good luck to all those competitors. And you know, en- enjoy the weekend. Check it out, and uh, good luck to everybody who's out there or out the track. Uh, guys, girls, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, keep the rubber side down and travel safe. episode of the fast brackets podcast is brought to you by winlight bets winlight bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth go to the winlight bets facebook page like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport drag racing